Welcome to Perspective of the People podcast. Welcome back to whatever this is. Today is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. And I'm recording this from my van in Naples, Florida. Wow. Life has surely changed dramatically for me in a very short period of time. The last month of my life has been ultimately captivating. A truly unique and beautiful experience that took my breath away every step of the every step of the journey every moment that's passed in the last month has been capable of stopping me directly where I am and demanding that I take a deep breath and appreciate what's in front of me it's as if I've been living one of the most defining moments of my life maybe not defining in the way of what I've been through in my life but defining in the way of something beautiful that will that has given me a new viewpoint on things that will carry me that will carry forward with me um it's like i've been living this experience that i know one day i will be able to tell people about in complete detail the people i've met the experiences i've had has been so remarkable it's hard to put into words what my recent experiences have done for me or have really meant to me I've met many people with similar interests living a similar life to me and it's been a very welcoming and beautiful community that I've found I was in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I met up with a bunch of other people who live in their vans, <laughs> and we occasionally spent time together uh, a few days during the week, and then little, little by little, as I got to know them more and more, I ended up becoming closer with them and spending more time with them, and still taking time to honor myself and you know, ride my bike every day, get some alone personal time, uh, skateboard with other friends that live in the area. But just to have people that think the way I think, accept me for who I am, and who I can accept for who they are, has just been something that I knew existed, but was so unfamiliar with to find people that were 
as unique and abstract in the their way of living as I am. And to link up with them and feel as if we were family, as if it was we've been friends our whole life. And that's kind of what it felt like when I first met most of the people that I met most recently. It felt like we had been friends forever. And as time passed, I slowly realized that this is like, this is my new family. This is my tribe of people that I've been seeking my whole life. Um, when I left where I was staying in Georgia, I stated that the people there were so beautiful and so welcoming that I didn't, I knew that they weren't so unique that other people like them did not exist, but I wasn't sure where I was going to find people like that or how long it might take. And when I realized that I was, I had found those people more quickly than I had expected, it really resonated within me and demanded that I take a minute and or take many minutes many days and just appreciate what was happening before me the relationships that I developed with the people here is or in in Florida were were everything that I've always been looking for you know with the way things have been the past year in life not only my personal life and what I've experience but what the whole world's been experiencing we've kind of been many people have been cooped up in in their own experience and if they're not in their own experience they're in, in a projected experience from what everybody else is telling them or making them believe and to be in a place where like all that stuff just seemed to evaporate and just see what is possible in the world if you look for it and you appreciate it and you experience it and integrate with it. And to be honest, I've been a little more tethered to my cell phone than I appreciate or that I like really enjoy. Um, I like using my phone as a tool but because of like the kind of segregation of everybody this past year, it's been more challenging to stay in touch with closer friends or to even connect with new friends. And I have this strange relationship with my phone where I appreciate what it does, but I also believe that like it can be used very... Um, it can be manipulative and it can be used in ways not only by me but by others to like create detriment in my in my life so I do my best to distance myself from my phone like I won't touch my phone for the first hour at least one hour of the day usually I wait until after I exercise to even touch my phone or look at it um so I've kind of had this like this aspect of me that just wants to detach completely from the phone and I've kind of built like a de not a dependence but like I've 
realize that I can build community or connection through the phone. But at the same time, I also acknowledge that I don't want my connection to the world to be only through the phone. Like, I don't mind making connections through the phone and then meeting people in real life and having that come to fruition in reality. And it's very challenging for me to know that, like, when I'm connecting with somebody through technology, that there isn't really an end in sight when I'm going to, like, integrate with those people that I'm connecting with online. Um, so when I was in St. Petersburg and I had found such beautiful people that thought very similar to me and although they were all unique in their own ways and we had many differences, it's not like we were all best friends right away. I just appreciated who they were, but I was... I guess I had been, like, looking for... I know I had been looking for this in my life and looking for this natural human connection that exists in reality. And I didn't know if I was going to, you know, meet somebody through using my cell phone and the internet and then eventually meet them in person or if it was just going to be like I have to, like, disregard my phone completely and just meet people in real life. And I guess it kind of was a little bit of both of those things that ended up happening because in order for me to connect with the people that I did in St. Petersburg, I used my phone to get in touch with one of the people who was kind of like, I'm going to say, I don't know if this is like a derogatory term, but like the ringleader of the whole escapade, this guy Ryan, it was kind of like just a van life... Um, He's like the the boss man. Everybody get works through him and gets in touch with him. He's like the governor. <laughs> you talk to him and then he links you up with the group and then and you know everybody welcomes you in. But um, so I was able to connect with him and then I found the group of people and then just made great connections. People who skateboard, people who just live the same life, have similar thoughts, people who eat the same, people who want the same things and for their future. Um, and it's just been a snowball of, uh, an experience for me to, to finally like let go of like this idea of I'm looking for my people to realizing I've found my people and now I'm going to appreciate it. And it was almost seamless where I kind of detached from my phone not completely, but it feels seamless. Like, there were things that were keeping me interested in using my phone to connect with others. Um, but I also, like, didn't want to use... I wanted to, like, not have my phone be, like, in the back of my mind. I wanted to just have my experience with people in real life. And then use the phone to make connections for the future or something it's been tricky. <laughs> it's been very tricky. But the more I involved myself with the people who were in front of me, who were tangible, that I was able to feel, touch, sense, smell, like all the, the five senses, like hear them. You know what I mean? Like just feel their energy, be around their energy, learn them. 
you know, learn their uh, mannerisms, their tendencies, their preferences. It was so captivating. And little by little, I started to detach from my phone. Like, it's even a little bit challenging for me to be... It's actually pretty challenging for me to be sitting down and recording this right now because I feel like... I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, but there's always something, like, right in front of me that's meant to be experienced. And as I started separating from my phone more and more and appreciating the experiences that were in front of me, just more relationships started opening up, meeting random people, and... Wow... You know, maybe about just over a week ago, two weeks ago now. Yeah, just about two weeks ago now. Wow. So, yeah, I wasn't the same person I was a month ago. I wasn't, I'm definitely not the same person I was a week ago. It seems like I'm exponentially learning new things about myself and growing and evolving. And it's a little bit, like, surprising. Like, wow, this is all happening. And it's not like I'm afraid of it, but it's just, it seems so substantial that I don't even know where I'm going to be able to go from here. Like, the growth has just been so rapid. Um, but returning to about two weeks ago, it was just staying off the beaten path in St. Pete, not in my little group, uh, my little group circle of other van lifers that kind of were congregating occasionally a few nights a week together. I was like just staying, giving myself some of my own personal time to reflect and to grow. And I ended up seeing a strange fella get out of his van one day. And I noticed he had Pennsylvania license plates and he was kind of eyeing me up. And, you know, when you're out there on the road, you kind of just have to be mindful of your surroundings, who's in front of you, who's behind you, what they look like, what their intentions might be, feel them out. And this fellow walked past, and I saw him kind of eyeing me up. But, you know, sometimes you got to put a hard exterior shell up, and other times you can soften, and you can tell people's vibe right away. And as he, the guy ended up walk, I guess he went to the restroom, and then he came back. And as he came back, I mentioned something to him about being from Pennsylvania. And then as soon as I opened my mouth up to, sit, like, just be kind to him, his whole demeanor lightened. He became very intrigued to converse. He's an older fella in his, I'm going to estimate like in his 50s. His name is Ziggy. He performs music. He's from Pennsylvania, and I guess he's been traveling in the South for winter and performing. And uh, I mentioned to him that we were gathering one day a week for like a community van life uh fire night around a campfire and we usually would play some like there's usually some people bring instruments out or we just hang out and chat people get together drink and just relax nothing really out of hand or extravagant just a time to get together and stay connected with the the local uh van people that are have similar interests so i invited ziggy to come for uh the fire and he was super excited because he then told me, like, he performed music. I didn't know to what extent he performed music. But it was just a cool experience. That just my little gesture of kindness, like, brought this guy into our circle. And um, I think it was either later that day or the next day, I ended up meeting another older woman, probably in her 50s also, named Barbara from Boston. And 
she was living in her bus with her cat. And then I also mentioned to her that we were having the fire on uh, the day that we were gathering that week. And she told her to stop by. And I didn't know if Ziggy was going to stop by or not because I didn't get his number. Barbara, I ended up having her number, so I did uh, keep in touch with her to make sure she was going to come by. And then the night of the fire came, and it's actually pretty interesting because we didn't have firewood. We were like, we didn't know, we were having a gathering for people to sit around a fire, but we didn't have the wood. So me and uh, that guy Ryan I mentioned, and this this kid Chris who lives in uh, his his car, not a van, he lives in a car. Yes, he has a, somehow he has a, fits a bed in the back of his car. Um, but we were we knew we were having a gathering and we needed wood. So we went where we were staying and just went on a adventure to scavenge some wood and brought back what we found that the ocean had washed ashore and it wasn't the most robust fire, but we had something, we had something for people to sit around. And then later that night we're sitting around the fire. doesn't seem like it's really much, much to be excited about. Just a couple of people hanging out. And then I noticed Ziggy kind of, I noticed a figure creeping up in the, uh, in the shadows, like kind of checking out the fire, checking out our circle of people who had gathered around. And I put the silhouette to get together in my head. And I said, that's Ziggy. And I went over to him and said hello and was happy that he was there and invited them over to the circle. And he was, he was, he was ecstatic. He he was super excited to play music for everybody. That was like his mission, I guess, to come there. He was considering going to an open mic that night to perform, and he decided to go check out the fire instead and see what was going on with the bunch of crazy weirdos who live in their vans. <laughs> and because um, you know that's that's what he that's what he does too. That's he has a van that he lives in, and that's his people. So he had, he ended up pulling his van up and pulling out an entire like uh I don't even know what you call it. He had speakers, he had a microphone, he had instruments, he had an iPad, he had a everything he had a holder for, like he had it all set up, the whole sound system, everything through his van and he came out and he played music for hours for everybody. And little by little the crowd grew. Barbara ended up showing up later. We had a huge circle of vans like around the fire. It was one of the most comforting and enjoyable community experiences I've ever had. Like everybody's there watching out for each other, taking care of each other, being kind to each other. And as the night went on, I saw people enjoying the music and I realized like this is all because I just when am I went went out of my way to be kind to somebody when there was tension in the air and uncertainty I stuck my my hand out and said hey man you're from Pennsylvania I'm from Pennsylvania how are you and it turned into a live performance of music by an amazing artist with I'm gonna guess at least 30 people gathered around the fire hanging out sharing experiences showing each other their builds inside their van laughing smiling having a good time 
and there was one moment in particular where I saw Barbara, the woman I had invited, I think, the next day, who lived in her bus with her cat, and I saw her singing and dancing to a song that I didn't know the lyrics to. It was must have been an older song, and I just thought, wow. I invited both of these people here. They were both strangers to me, strangers to each other, and now they're they're bringing joy to each other. Ziggy's having fun playing his music for everybody there. Barbara's enjoying the music, dancing, and it was a surreal experience to just think, wow, this is not possible without me. This is what I created. I created this joy and this appreciation, this high vibe energy feeling of love in the air. And I'm sure that sounds like real hippie, woo-woo stuff, but that's what it was. It was... It was real. It was tangible. I was seeing it. I was feeling it. I felt the the heat of the fire. I heard the sound of the music. I smelt the salt in the air from the ocean. It was amazing. It was amazing to to be there. And then this this other person, this new arrival who had arrived the day before with her friend had made spaghetti for everybody. Had made a spaghetti dinner for this whole party, and it was just so crazy. And that person had got there through Ryan, the governor, and it was just so vibrant and just real. And it was like a living organism, like it was happening in front of me, and it was so beautiful to see all these people coming together. And that was like the night that I realized. Anything that I'm investing to in my phone that's not physically tangible in front of me has to be put on the back seat. It's not that it's not important. It's not that it's not um, on my list of things that I'm interested in or that it's not a priority. It's just the priority is what's right in front of me. These feelings, these things that are captivating my senses, entangling my emotions the energy, the frequencies around me. And I went through my life up until that point looking for what was next, looking for this this feeling of connection, community, family. And while those, like my idea of what those things mean has evolved over time, in that moment, that night, those moments of that night, I realized like, I don't have to look anymore. It's here right in front of me. It's been here in front of me the whole time, but now it's shouting at me. I'm feeling it reverberate through my body. I'm seeing it through my the lenses of my eyes. It's so real. It's so tangible. I don't have to look. I don't have to seek it anymore. It's here. And after that, it was like a waterfall taking me away, cascading and guiding me to who I'm becoming and it wasn't that night that I added more people to the book of love where I write people's names in this book of this uh like I guess it's just a a notebook of people who I meet and I tell them I love them because I appreciate who they are and I see their beauty within them and I didn't add names that evening I think it was either the next night or the two nights later but 
that night is what sparked this like this feeling of community and love and family and really real and helped me realize that it was right there in front of me and it feels like after that I've just blasted off like into outer space with this evolution of myself like exponential growth and discovery and the people in my life since that night from that night since that night the absence of people who I haven't seen since that night has just been showing me and teaching me things about myself and the world around me that is just breathtaking very much so the thing that stops me right where I am and demands that I appreciate it and I've always been very appreciative of things but I feel like I'm in the last two weeks my presence has been so focused in the now and super captivated by everything and it's just after that night at the fire with everybody the group was so large and then the next night was very small and it was interesting to see like okay that moment's passed that was the moment of community family connection love I can't hold on to that and I can't use that to measure what I'm expecting in the future I just have to appreciate what's here now like I appreciated what was there last night because it's not going to always be that you're not going to always be positive and I guess you can always have a positive outlook on things but it's just things aren't always going to be joyous and uh, satisfactory and pleasurable there's going to be hard times there's going to be times that are less if you're always comparing to something else and I just let go of that that idea and appreciated the next night for the fact that it was smaller and less integrated but it gave me it gave me the opportunity to really like connect with people like this people who remained who were still there a little bit deeper and I realized that the people one person who had been in front of me the entire time that I had been there Chris was just an amazing person like and I don't even know what about him captivated me so much because he's quite mysterious but he you can just talk to him he's friendly he's normal he's figuring out life but he kind of already has it figured out already but maybe he doesn't realize it this character Nick who skateboards I don't know if he was there that night but like He's just part of that group that just really gets my attention. One, because we both have skateboarding in common, but he's like one of the younger guys in the group, and he's done so many things in his life, and he's got like a really go-get-it mindset where he makes a decision, and he just doesn't let anything hold him back. And then um, a couple people who arrived just the day before the fire who I had just met, and like to be able to connect with them deeper, learn more about them was enthralling. Like the next week I spent most of my time with Chris, Lindsay, Rebecca, and uh Lisa, who I actually Lisa's been there the whole time that I've been there, and I've really appreciated who she is because she just wears it on her sleeve. She doesn't hold anything back, and I love that when I see people who are just being themselves. And like just spending time more time with them throughout the week and 
it was like a magnet. Like I felt like I wanted to just be there rather than going and do my own thing, you know, for a couple of days and then coming back and connecting with the group. It was like, these, these people are really captivating me. Something about these people is like the dynamic here is super interesting. Don't know what exactly it is, but I'm, it's piqued my interest and I'm going to like stay close to these people. So I was still going out and, you know, taking my bike rides and having some alone time and, going to the store and coming back but like every night we were hanging out or like planning something during the day or you know we're gonna do this tomorrow go swimming uh the night before the fire actually is when Rebecca and Lindsay arrived and uh that was their wasn't their first time there was the first time I had met them and it was uh that night Rebecca said she was going swimming and I didn't want to go swim because it was cold out, but that's exactly why I chose to go swimming with her because it was like, this is an opportunity for something. And I saw everybody standing around being like, Oh, it's too cold. I don't know. And I thought this is, this is what I look for in life. These moments where everybody doesn't want to participate. That's where something good lies. You know, like when I don't want to take a bike ride, or when it's windy out or raining. Like, that's the time to take a bike ride. It's the time to test myself to see what I can figure out about myself. So it seems so simple. Like, oh, yeah, just going to go in the water in the cold in the ocean. But, like, it was kind of interesting to go in the ocean, like, the cold ocean at nighttime with a complete stranger. And little did I know, once we got in the water, there was going to be bioluminescent algae in there. And... It just blew me away. I went in the water, and, like, I'm seeing something in the water from me moving around, and I'm thinking, okay, this is interesting. Like, maybe I just haven't been in the water, and maybe it's just the reflection of the moon uh, on the water, you know, because I think it was a full moon. Now, I don't know if that was the night of the full moon. I don't think it was. It may have been. But anyway, the sky was bright. The stars were bright in the sky. The moon was out. And I'm thinking, okay, the water is just reflecting the light in some way. And then I didn't know it was the algae. And then Rebecca's like, wait, come here. I want to show you this. And then she like brings me real close in front of her and starts stirring the water up with her hands. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I see that. But like, what is that? What's going on there? I don't understand what, like where that's coming from. She's like, it's bioluminescent algae. And like my brain didn't register it like right away because I was like, okay. So just the, the algae is reflecting the light from the from the the sky or something and then she's like she kept getting me to like look look closer and then I started looking closer and doing it myself in my hands and I realized the algae was in the water and it had absorbed the light from the sun during the day and as I'm in the water provoking it to move it's like sparking or like it's letting that energy out as I like disrupt it or move it so it absorbs it as sunlight during the day and then as you play with it or play within it it starts like releasing the energy that it has stored up and it was one of the most beautiful things that i had ever seen and i i realized what was happening it was like the next this is the night before the fire so maybe this realization of what was happening happened even that night before because I'm in the water and I'm realizing, wow, this is something special. Like, there's not many people doing this right now. There's not many people that know about this. 
like at this at this spot or know about this in general and just because i i took that chance like i took the chance to invite ziggy to the fire the next night i took the chance to go into the water when i was didn't want to because it was cold and everybody else was didn't want to do it and i found something beautiful and i found this bioluminescent algae that somebody showed me i didn't find it somebody found it and showed it to me but it was remarkable it was so captivating i realized i might be missing out on things if i don't put myself out there whether it's put myself out there to receive comfort or just in discomfort i'm putting myself out there and i realized everybody else standing around didn't want to go in the water but they were curious they're like oh i don't see the algae and like to be honest with you i was right there in the water and i saw it but i didn't realize what it was i just thought it was light reflecting but then when i actually started focusing on it i realized it was glowing it wasn't just the the color of this the light in the sky it was like green glowing stuff that like sparking in the water and you weren't able to see it unless you were right on top of it and i everybody standing outside the water who didn't want to go in the water i was thinking wow they're missing out just because they don't want to be uncomfortable you know and you try to encourage them and say like you know this is great it's you got to force yourself if you can force yourself into discomfort you might find something beautiful and uh rebecca's friend Lindsay also came in the water and i'm not sure if she was as entertained as myself and rebecca were i think she did, she appreciated it um but I was just blown away. And I saw it in Rebecca's eyes when she brought me over to it and showed me. It was like I saw that child joy in her eyes of just being like, look how cool this is. You know, she's an adult. She has her own, like, life together. She has a van that she's building out. And, like, she was appreciating it. And that allowed me to really appreciate it and just, like, loosen up a little bit about things. And, um... I think Lindsay appreciated it as well, and I think anybody else who might have gotten the water was probably going to appreciate it the same, but they just didn't take that chance. And then the next couple nights, I think maybe even, nah, maybe it was the night of the fire that I went swimming again with Rebecca, or it might have been the next night. And it's like, we told everybody, we're going to go swimming, <laughs> like, you want to come in, and people were just like um it's too cold i don't know and i just thought all right more like this is why i'm doing it again because everybody else doesn't want to and i I just had to see that algae again and it was it was amazing there were some nights where like i had planned to go in the water again but it was just like kind of really cold or i maybe i had gotten too warm by the fire um but yeah i ended up spending multiple days like we had fires for multiple nights and the same small group of people hanging out and it was just really enjoyable to connect with these people on a deeper level and like a more personal level i got to know a little bit about more of who they were or like who who what's made them who they are but really my focus has, was mostly on like who they are now and i didn't really need the extra stuff from their past to know anything about them like i knew they were good people because of who they were being and their kindness in the present not i don't need to know what happened to them five years ago or last week to determine whether or not they're good people it and this is kind of just like the whole realization of being focused in the present and realizing i don't have to like look for anything i don't have to build connections i don't have to like measure whether or not i'm compatible with certain people based on their past and who they are i was just being with them and appreciating them
So like, um, yeah. Oh, actually, there was there was more people there, more people the whole next week. Ryan, who's like the governor, was there like every night. Although he kind of does his own thing and like, um, he's just like he has a online YouTube presence and he's very uh, focused on like his uh, mission to put himself out there and to make income from what he's living and it's a very admirable thing that he does and then there was this fella david who had also arrived the same night rebecca and Lindsay had arrived and he was a little bit of a quiet guy <laughs> the first night second night he got a little bit rowdy uh, at the fire and the music with some alcohol and th but it was beautiful to see him go from one extreme to another and then over the next week of spending time with all of them seeing him evolve and become more comfortable with the group and like opening up. And I'm sure we all did that to a degree. You know, the more you hang out with people, the more you're present with them, you start to appreciate the aspects of them that like make you feel comfortable around them. And then it makes you feel comfortable in yourself and then you can be more yourself. So I really enjoyed the whole experience of spending time with them. And it was as if I knew that that experience wasn't going to last forever. So I wanted to appreciate it for exactly what it was. And I think it was the third night that, so it was the night, the first was the night I met um, David, Rebecca, and Lindsay. I think I had also met probably Ziggy that day or the day before and Barbara, but I didn't invite them to the fire until the night after the illuminescent algae. And then the night after the fire was just a chill night where we kind of got to be more personal and get to know everybody a little bit deeper, which continued throughout the week. But on that third night, I ended up telling two people that I love them. <laughs> and it was very interesting to like talk to them. I think myself, Chris, and Rebecca were the last people awake that night. And like after the fire had settled. And I was like telling them that I appreciated them in certain ways and like... Every time I spoke to Chris, he, like, kind of, like, he either, like, kind of disregarded what I said or, like, responded to it in, like, a equally uh, reciprocating way of, like, complimenting me. And then I, like, said something to him. I was like, Chris, do you realize what I'm trying to say to you? <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to tell you I love you, man. <laughs> and then I told Rebecca that I loved her, too. And it was like, I just was appreciating these people, like, more than I've ever appreciated people in the past because they were right in front of me they were tangible they were open and comfortable around me enough to make me comfortable around them we were having fun together but it wasn't like I'm only feeling the way I'm feeling because it is super fun it wasn't always super fun it was it's just it's just life but I was appreciating the experience with them it wasn't like we were jumping off of cliffs into the water whatever like we were swimming together seeing algae together hanging around a campfire talking relating good vibes but it wasn't like you know going out and partying type fun it was just like these are good people i can feel it and it it did something to me to be able to tell them that and then just like see that they weren't scared or scared away or freaked out by it like over the course of the next week them still continue to open up to me and realize like wow he was comfortable enough to say that around me so maybe he's actually a real per like he's real about what he's saying he's not just saying it because then I didn't change my demeanor or anything I just kept being me and I think it allowed them to appreciate me more maybe 
And then a few days went by, and then I was able to tell Lindsay the same thing. Um, and then there was <laughs> there's some other people. Uh, this girl Jen, who had come the night of the um, the music with Ziggy, has actually knows Ziggy invited her, and then I met her that night. She ended up coming by a couple days later uh, with this other girl, Allie. And, like, they're just really good people. And I didn't get to spend as much time with them, you know, like, throughout the week. It was only, like, a day or two that I got to, like, really hang out and connect with them. But it was just amazing to see all these people, like, like-minded, open, opening themselves up and being comfortable. And, like, I felt empowered by telling Chris and Rebecca and Lindsay that I loved them so much that, like, when I... uh reconnected with Jen when she came around like a couple days after the live music performance to rejoin the group like I didn't say didn't tell her I loved her but I was telling her about this idea that I tell people I love them and she was like real hyped on it so then I was like all right I'm gonna just see what happens and I'm gonna tell her I appreciate things about her that I actually appreciate because to me love is appreciation like when I appreciate something that's me that's like I'm so captivated by it. I'm appreciative for what it is, whether it's positive, negative, good, bad, whatever, light, dark. So I was just acknowledging things about her that I like admired and that I appreciated after telling her about the love book. So I don't know if she was expecting me to tell her I loved her, but I kind of was just gauging the scene, like what kind of how she might take it. So then I just, I gave it space though. I gave it space because I saw that she might be sensitive to the word, but I thought maybe it might be like a precursor to me being able to eventually tell her at some point. Um, however, that was like the only day that we really, I think got, maybe there was that day and then maybe it was either that night or the next night we got to hang out together with everybody. Like they got, Jen got to join, hang out with the group with, uh, Allie who also arrived that day. Um, and they're just like beautiful people. And even David, David ended up leaving, I think the next day after I, I like was speaking with Jen and I wanted to tell David that I loved him too, but he got up in the morning and left before I was able to tell him. So he'll get it. Like he'll receive those words from me one day, but like, it just, it was interesting to see like how long it was taking me to really feel comfortable saying it to certain people. Like Chris, I had known for maybe two or three weeks and like, I just saw he was a good character, but I like, he was right in front of me the whole time. But it wasn't until I started realizing that, these people were in front of me that I actually realized that like, I, I appreciated him that much. Like he was in my life. I was comfortable around him. But once I like realized that I, I needed to be not, I thought that I needed to be present, but that I was capable of being present because I had found what exactly what I was looking for. My appreciation for him just like went tenfold. So I was able to tell him really easily because he had been in front of me for so long. It was interesting with Rebecca because like, I just had seen that childlike joy in her days before. I had like I had only maybe been spending time with her for like three days at that point to be able to tell her that. And then Lisa, who I mentioned, Lisa has been there like the whole time since I've been there. So has Chris, but Lisa's like real up in your face. And she actually told me she loved me the first day she met me, amongst many other people that she told. And my response to her was, Lisa, I got to get to know you first before I say those words to you. Because in the moment she said it, I was like, I'm appreciating this person for putting themselves out there. I love this about them. But I also don't know too much about her to know, like, what her intention is with those words. So I have to, like, get to know her. And I think it might have been... I'm going to say it might have even been that night at the fire. 
the night before I told Chris and Rebecca that I loved them. I think it, that might have been the night or it might have been a couple of days before, but I remember telling Lisa, like saying to her, like, Lisa, I love you. And or she said it to me, I think, and then I said it back to her. And then the next day I said, Lisa, do you realize what just happened last night? You told me that the first day you met me and I told you I needed to get to know you better before I said it. And now I know you enough to say it. Like, I I care for you enough. I'm close with you enough. Like, I appreciate you. And I was able to tell her. I, she was the first person I told besides uh, the people in Georgia that I was staying with. And, um... Yeah, it was just... It was it was beautiful to see myself realizing that the the moments of my life, the important moments of my life were happening and that I didn't want to look back at them and think, oh, I missed out on doing this or I have regret about this. Like, I don't live with regret. I don't live with missing things. So I just try to appreciate as much as I can in the moment. And then when I have that much, like, energy, like, right in front of me to experience and to appreciate... Sometimes I get overwhelmed, but I was, like, so entranced in it. I was receptive to it, and relating to it, and vibing with it. And it was tremendous to be able to take all that in, receive love from other people, even though they're not saying those words to me, whether or not they're uncomfortable with them or whatever. But to be able to receive their love and give my love back to them, whether it's through the words love or just being with them or building a fire for them or with them or the kindness of reaching out to Ziggy and extending my hand in a time where people don't want to touch each other or extend hands and to be able to embrace people and touch them and hug them and share with them the joys of life. It's just been, it was so beautiful. And I knew that I knew I had to be so present in that moment because it might not last forever because it surely wasn't going to last forever and I wanted it to be a story to tell and the night that I told Rebecca and Chris that I love them Rebecca mentioned something about like this is the I think this kind of like really snapped me into it because I was kind of like becoming aware of what was happening and I felt like I wanted to be present because I don't know when this is going to like when it was going to end and she said one day we'll tell our kids this story when like we were all gathered around a fire on this island because where we were staying was literally on an island in the middle of the bridge, like in the middle of the ocean. You have to get to it th over a bridge. And she said, we're going to tell our kids this story one day. We were on an island right on the beach in the middle of the ocean where we hung out around fires, listened to music, and everybody had a van. All the vans were white except for one vehicle there was one red car and that's the car that Chris lives in. And it was just like, that is the story. We're living the story that we're going to tell to people down the road. The story that I'm telling to you right now, although it's fresh in my mind, it's only two weeks out. Like this is the story that's going to stay with me when I'm 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 for my whole life. I'm going to tell this story. It's a defining aspect of who I'm becoming, who I've already become. And that like really snapped me into the present and realized like, yes, this is it. This is the story. These are my people. And for the whole next week, like that was like, I had spent three days in a row at the same spot. Usually I'll spend one or two nights in the same spot and then move around. And I had spent three days with these people. And then she said that. And I was like, I'm not leaving these people. These people are, they're special. And like over the course of the next week, just 
appreciated the experience for what it was going swimming with them during the day i went like diving and found like some uh like a conch shell like a big conch shell probably like 12 inches long without anything living in it lisa was super hyped on it so i let her have that just had to make sure there wasn't creatures living inside of it just like walking around the island and looking for coconuts and like just hanging out having fires sharing good times sharing good food rebecca kept like making and cooking food for everybody it was so it was so beautiful to see just the kindness and her giving back to people and that was really attractive to me to that someone was just someone who had just come that week was so open to people and that's probably why it only took me three days to be able to feel comfortable enough to tell her that I loved her because I saw her pure kindness you know I had been with some people for three weeks Lisa had taken me three weeks to tell her those words to even though I knew it right away and even with Rebecca when she showed me the algae even before the algae I just knew that I appreciated her but then to see her so generous and open with her kindness to everybody, making them food. And literally the first night, she's making people food. The next day, she's asking them what they want for breakfast. The next night at the fire, she's making spaghetti. Like, she just kept giving and giving and giving. And I thought, how is this person giving so much? That's what we need to do is just give to each other. If we can just all give, then we can share. Like, we're all, we will all always remain full. If someone's giving and someone's not, someone's just taking it all in, It it throws off the balance and I saw that I witnessed that and I just wanted to be around these people and just keep giving to them and filling them up the best I was able to and the next week was great like I said I got to see David loosen up a little bit I got to see Chris kind of like feel more comfortable with the people around him but I, I like I said he had been there for two or three weeks but I just wasn't like wasn't paying attention and then I started paying attention I started realizing how like amazing this kid was you know he's a younger kid and it's just I mean I say younger I mean he's probably seven years younger than me but so he's still an adult but he's still like to me he's young he's still got things to learn but he's got such a good head on his shoulders already and he's very curious and like just to see the evolution of everybody and to like Lindsay was just so open and welcoming right away just like Rebecca which is probably why they were friends uh prior to this and yeah it just great people like I knew that these were my people and that this was like I didn't realize they were my family right away but I just knew I needed to appreciate the time with them because it might not last forever and Lo and behold, a couple days after this, after spending like maybe five or six days with them, the place where we were staying at kind of, I guess, had become become overcrowded, not because of us specifically being there, but I guess just there was a lot of like uh, RVs and overnight campers coming and staying there. And we kind of used to like we were kind of keeping to our circle of people where we were hanging out and we'd make sure that we clean up like afterwards everything was like clean up any trash or loose trash that's blown off the highway um chris rebecca Lindsay were out there like picking up trash with trash bags and like talking to the police officers and letting them know we we're keeping it clean and um just trying to keep the riffraff out you know like we don't we weren't letting troublemakers come in there keep the drugs out you know everybody comes one night a week and hangs out for a fire and if they want to drink, they drink, but we make sure that we keep it clean there. And um, I guess some other people just got a little, like, uh, it just got overcrowded. And I guess 
the highway patrol wasn't so happy so they made sure to come by one day and tell everybody they had to leave and I just I knew that there was a reason I was being so in the moment when it was happening because once it came time where they came the police came and said all right we want people to like kind of disperse they weren't like issuing tickets or anything they were kind of just saying if you can't be staying here you got to carry on I wasn't directly in contact with them but uh Jen and Allie were a couple of the other people that were nearby were in contact with them but I got out of there um that day before talking to them but it's not like you can't be here at all type thing it was kind of just like we need to disperse the crowd a little bit so everybody's got to move along so I took that as an opportunity to just go elsewhere and um yeah so now I'm in Naples Florida (laughs) and uh there's a gathering this well it's happening right now but I'm going later this week um with Rebecca with Lindsay and I think Chris Ryan's already there Ryan the governor David's already moved on um Lisa I think is still in St. Petersburg but like it's just interesting to see that like even though we had to disperse and we had to exile ourselves from that like tropical paradise on that island with the coconuts and the water and the algae and the fire and the music that's the story that story's sticking but now there's more story to build with these people with these fa- this family and after the police came by and like asked people to leave uh Rebecca invited Chris and I to like go to hang out with her to go to her house to invite us to her house um until the gad like the the I guess there's a van bus gathering that's happening this week that it's kind of invite only so I got the invitation and then Rebecca invited Chris and I to come spend time um at her house to see a different area of Florida and actually Rebecca and Lindsay are friends but they live together so they've been friends they live together so it's like all four of us were spending like we were becoming family together on that island for that week also with David with Jen with Ryan uh with Lisa but not everybody was like I guess able to come to where we were or had other um things that they wanted to do places they wanted to go Chris and I were kind of just going to hang out uh in St. Pete until maybe the event that's happening this week but I took it as an opportunity to go try something new and to go spend time with these people who I felt so close with. You know, it was it was kind of like, all right, we had our experience together for a week. Maybe we'll never see each other again, but I'm going to appreciate it for what it was. Or maybe we'll see each other down the road. And then like the first day without them, like in my life, I kind of started thinking like, I miss these people. And I don't miss, like I don't, that's not something I do. But I was like, I want to see these people tonight. I want them to be in my life. I think it was either one or two nights that like I ended up like not being in their presence. And it wasn't like at the end of the world catastrophe. If I hadn't spent time with them, I like, you know, if in a situation where I'm not spending time with them, like my life will go on. But when she invited me to come spend time like at her house or just see a different area of Florida, I thought, 
I can just choose to let my brain get in the way and think maybe this place is better than me. St. Petersburg is still better for me. There's more places to stay. There's more things. I mean, I felt like I saw everything that I needed to see for the time I was there. But, like, I have my friend Kev there who skates. There's multiple skate parks. Nick is there who skateboards, who actually left town for that whole week, which... So, like, we didn't get to have him in our, like, uh, family circle that week. But he came back. Um, and it's just, like, he's a good person. I like hanging out with him. It's just beautiful there. It's sunny. sun is always shining. There's good places to get good fruit, good vibes, good people everywhere. And I just chose to turn my brain off. Because, like, when I was present with these people and experiencing what I was experiencing, I felt the highest I've ever felt in life. It just so comforting so loving I was so appreciative so when she invited me to go to her house I thought hmm I can either think about this and weigh the options out or I can just go and see what happens and so I went and I think I don't even know how many days it's been that I've just been hanging out at her house I got my van I can go wherever I want and um but it's just cool, like, to to be have gotten close with her, gotten close with Lindsay, gotten close with Chris. All the people that I told I loved is who I'm with now. Like, and it wasn't, like, when I was saying it to them, I was thinking, like, I'm saying this to you for a reason. Like, I just said, I just chose to say it to those people. The other people who I mentioned that I've been hanging out with and spending time with the week prior, it's like I have those feelings for all those people. I appreciate them, but I'm just gauging how I speak how I can speak those words to him. Like I said, I was going to say it to David, but I didn't get a chance because he left and he went back north. Ryan is, I guess, usually doing his own thing, kind of like really focused on what he's doing in life. So it's kind of hard to like break through that exterior, that shell to like be able to speak to him in that way. Although I don't think that's not possible. I just don't know if the timing's right. And I don't want to force anything. That's the last thing I want to do is force anything. Um, so... It's just so interesting. Like, I'm only realizing this right now as I'm recording this, that the people who I've been spending my time with this last week since the week I spent with them on an island, like, I spent a week on an island with probably, like, seven, eight people, and now I'm with three of those people, so I'm the fourth one. And all three of those people I said those words to. I guess I was spending more time with them, or I just felt closer to them, which is why Rebecca felt comfortable enough to invite Chris and I to her house. So it's very interesting that I'm now realizing this, that those are the people I spoke those words to. Those are the people I'm spending my time with now. Those are the people I... It's not that I felt more connected to them, but maybe I just was in their presence more and then learned to appreciate them more. Like I said, David went and did his own thing. Ryan kind of always does his own thing, and he's up at the event already because that's the type of person he is. He just wants to mingle with everybody and get himself out there. And... um it's just so cool to have this uh, this sense of family and now we're all going to get together and go to the event together and then rejoin with the people who we were with on the island and, and I don't know I don't know where I'm going from here I just know that I've changed dramatically in the past week just from going to like not knowing how to say I love you to people then to saying it to a few people and then being like in their presence constantly for the, the next two weeks and just feeling so comfortable around them and like really like a family like, we're all from different mothers and fathers, but we are family. We care for each other. We see in each other the beautiful aspects of what makes us who we are, and we're just enveloped in it, and it's 
it's it's it's it's miraculous to just be a part of um and i feel like my demeanor my mentality's changed i found the thing i was looking for in life now i don't have to look for it it's always been in front of me in different forms but now it's like embodied in human form and family form and i'm just gonna continue to appreciate it for what it is um it's just i'm here i'm here now that's where i've always been that's where i will always be all i have is right now so i'm going to appreciate it with the people i'm with now because this experience is temporary as was the experience in Georgia, but that was just the precursor to me learning to love other people, to accept love from other people, and to find myself capable of loving other people, strangers, people who are good people, even if we're not from the same bloodline, we all share that same aspect of love and care with and for one another. And I'm happy to be a part of it and participate alongside all these people. And now to find a new family who I can like. I mean, I was comfortable with everybody on the island, around the fires, you know. But to be with the people I'm with now, in the, their vicinity, being able to stay like uh, where Rebecca lives. And just the small things, being able to ride my bike in a new area. Being able to see new forestry, see new trails, see new animals. Saw a little baby alligator the other day. Um... The, the stores, the availability of different foods and fruits, which I love. To meet the people in Rebecca's life. Like, she invited Chris and I into her world, like, into her home, and to see the people in her life, her kids, her... The people she works with, the people that she just involves herself with. It's just... It's just like this is my family I want to show these people to my actual blood family and just see what they th- just see how they react not that it matters or what they think or what they say it's just like I'm just curious like it's like these are my friends these are my people these are my family and I'm sure my family will continue to grow and change and evolve over time but it's just it's been teaching me so much about myself like I said I went from being in Georgia to a month later finally realizing I can love people the way that those people love me in Georgia and give it so freely back to other people to a week later being with the people who like I cared for and related to the most and then just witnessing and acknowledging I'm here now with them I'm here now with them that's all that's all that there is that's all that matters so appreciate it for what it is when it is and that's what I'm going to continue to do and we'll see where this goes we'll see how this unfolds but it's been beautiful it's been a privilege and yeah that's just like the tip of the iceberg I feel like mentally I've grown emotionally I've grown physically I've changed I have a different glow to myself I mean my skin's more tan just for more sun exposure I got my first pair of Crocs, so now I don't have to wear shoes all the time because I cannot wear flip-flops. I just cannot do it. Um, But I'm wearing Crocs now, so I get to take my feet out of my shoes more easily and walk more freely, which has been expanding. It's uh, 
definitely allowed me to feel different in my body. I'm moving different. I'm flowing different on the bicycle. I have more power, more energy. I'm eating different. Rebecca had a whole bunch of like unused like uh, superfood powders in her cabinet that she wasn't using. Like just eating those now, adding those to my food. Like I feel better to have more nutrients in my my diet. Just the way I look at myself in the mirror with more confidence. My hair is different. My hair has changed. My face has changed. My smile has changed. But I'm still the same person. Like I feel like spiritually I haven't changed that much because my mentality is still solid and fairly disciplined and just open and just focused on what's present in front of me. But it's definitely been like, it's definitely increased in magnitude. My spirituality has been like, it's gotten more full. It's, it hasn't changed, but it's just been more like highlighted and empowered being around such great people. And if you're listening to this, like you can feel the same way. You can be a part of my family. I can be a part of your family. All you have to do is let it happen. Let your, open yourself up to it. Be present with it. Be focused with it. If I had been tethered to my phone and not focused on what was in front of me, I don't know what kind of relationships might have developed or lack thereof. It might, there might be more dissonance between us. There might be more mystery, which may have drawn us together closer. It may have not, it may have put me in a position where Rebecca didn't feel comfortable enough to include me in the invitation to go into her house. You just, I just don't know. Somebody might have thought of me differently because I spent less time interacting with them and more on my phone and then just distributed my energy differently. You know, I ended up kind of distributing my energy. I'm not going to say equally, but like uh, appropriately to each of these individuals because I was not consumed in my phone. I was not consumed with distractions from my, my past life or the anxiety of what I'm doing in the future. I was just there with them giving them my full attention when I was with them and I'm not perfect like I'm human I'm not always going to be like 110% there but when I notice that I can acknowledge it and like tell people that all right maybe I wasn't there when we were talking about this and I want to just reconnect and like I do that sometimes and I just ensure that people are aware that like I'm paying attention to them even if sometimes I'm not paying attention to them but I notice other people not paying attention to me when they're distracted by something else. And I just, I recognize it, I accept it, but I know that that's part of who I am sometimes. And I just, it's not that I need to fix it or like rectify it, but I just like bring it to awareness and tell people, Hey, like I wasn't, I wasn't all the way there. So I owe you, I owe you like that, that acknowledgement at least. But it's just, it was remarkable seeing their faces when I told them that I love them, just like sharing physical touch being able to hug them smile looking into their eyes like really searching who they are and who like having that help me search who I am learning that I've become who I am like just so many things have happened in such more vivid detail um (laughs) one day on the island Rebecca was on the phone and I was talking to her and somebody asked her like was she, who she was talking to and I think they asked who are you talking to are you talking to a boy or a girl and she said I'm talking to a man and I, she was talking to me and I was like I literally like blushed and I was like you can't be talking about me 
You talk about me being a man? Like, I know I'm 33 years old, but I don't feel like a man. I feel like a kid. And I talk to a lot of people as adults, and they say, like, you're still always a kid. But she called me a man, and I was thinking, am I actually a man now? And, like, since that moment, whatever that confidence that she instilled in me by saying that has, like, changed the way I think. Now I look at myself in the mirror with more confidence. Now I walk with more confidence. Now I appreciate myself in that way that I've been through some stuff. That I'm not just protecting this child in me. Although that child in me does exist when I'm playing with bioluminescent algae or riding my bike or skateboarding or hanging around good people. It's kind of like I'm still kind of finding belief in that idea that like I've become a man. But she said that to me and I was thinking... Wow, this might be true. Someone else is seeing me in that light. Maybe it's true. And it was, it's was it been empowering to see that. And um, and even Chris, I mentioned, he's like the younger guy of the group now. The younger guy of the family. But she's always saying, like, he's... She's always giving instilling confidence in him by saying, like, look at this beautiful man. Because Chris is like... He's looks he's a good looking dude. He's a small, petite guy, but he has like a very good figure and muscular structure. And like I'm not like fully examining his facial features, but he just he carries himself with confidence. And she's always saying, Look at this beautiful man when he walks in the room. Because like I think this Chris can be a model. Like he's he's got that demeanor in the way he carries himself. I don't know if he likes the superficial aspect of that, but like the dude looks good. And f- I don't know if he's like resonating with the idea of being a man by her saying that he's a beautiful man, but like I can see it. I can see what she sees now. Like he is the young kid. Like I think of him as like the kid of the group, like the the boy, but he is a man. Like he walks like a man. He has confidence like a man. He's living his life the way he wants to live it, and he's taking charge, and he's not relying on anybody else. And I think that's what she saw. She sees in him is what she sees in me, and when she says that, like, she called me a man, and it instilled that confidence in me. I'm like, all right, I can think this. I can carry this belief with me. I don't know if it's having the same effect on Chris, but we'll see. She does, I mean, she speaks the truth about everybody. Um... And I met her kids, and her kids also speak the truth, too. And I really admire that. So she's doing a great job as a mother. And, like, it's just crazy that she's such a good parent and that she's welcoming us to her world. And it blows me away. It blows me away that someone can be that kind and generous. And it's really teaching me something about myself that I can give that back to people. And that's what I'm looking to do with my actual blood family with people who are not my immediate family, people I've had resentment towards, people I've been in love with, people I've despised, all of it. I can just be, can carry that same beauty and affection that she carries for everything in her life equally to everybody. I mean, she does it to her family. She does it to her friends, herself, strangers she meets. It's amazing to be a part of, and, um, yeah, it's helping me discover more about myself, and I don't know where it's going, how long I'll be here, but I just know that I'm here now, and I'm going to appreciate it for what it is.
because that's all I can do. And, um, I mean, like part of my brain wants to protect me and be like, run from these people, you know, run away and protect yourself, protect a child, don't get hurt. And any other part of me just turns the brain off and says, this is my family right now. This is love. I need not get attached to this. I need not get attached to any specific person, any specific object, any specific feeling or experience or event. Just be in the journey, appreciate it for what it is. And if the time comes or when the time comes to disband this aspect of the family, if it does, then I have to be ready for it. But the more I accept that detachment from attachment the more I realize that this might be more permanent that these people whether or not they're in my physical presence for a continued amount of time they're gonna be part of my family because I've already told them I love them I'm already I've already invested time with them to get to know the, who they are now a little bit about who they were but if I focus on what's happening now and move forward then I can get to know who they are and if that includes me being in their life then that's beautiful that's amazing if not that's equally as amazing and beautiful so I'm just here now <laughs> I keep saying that but that's that's basically the sum of all this is I'm here now and I'm appreciating what is here and I'm not holding on to it I'm not thinking about losing it I acknowledge that it's possible that something like that might happen but I'm not attached to anything, just like I wasn't attached to the experience on the island and knew that it might end soon, or not knowing when it might end, and then it ended. I wasn't attached to the night when Ziggy was playing music. I wasn't attached to the nights when I was swimming and playing with bioluminescent algae. I wasn't attached to looking into these people's eyes and seeing that they're amazing and caring and special. I have fond memories of my experiences with them and I will continue and I am having a wonderful experience with them right now as I record this. Even though it's in their absence temporarily, it's still amazing, it's still beautiful. Um, but the, the experiences will not be forgotten. This is the story I will tell future generations. It's a story I'm telling you right now. Like I said, this is just scratching the tip of the iceberg. Who knows where this goes? Who knows how far it goes? How long it goes for? All I know is I've had beautiful nights around the fire. I've had amazing conversations. I've looked at spectacular trees alongside these people. I've ridden my bike in solitude, reflecting on my experiences with them. I swam alongside them, dove underwater for treasures to share with them. I've seen them... And they're some of, I've seen them in very vulnerable states. I'm not going to say their most vulnerable state, but I've also see, put myself in vulnerable, vulnerable positions in front of them, which has helped me discover more of my comfort within my own sense of being. Uh, I've spent time in their homes, whether it's their travel home or their physical home location. I've shared meals with them and food with them. <laughs> I've brought them bananas. I bought a whole case of bananas and shared it with them and just so happy to feed them, you know? Like, 
ask them, do you want a banana? And then do you want another banana? And just feed my family bananas. <laughs> it sounds so silly, but I love it. I love it. I'm going to eat a, a whole bu- a whole bunch of bananas. Do you guys want a bunch for yourself? <laughs> like, It's just so fun to me. It's so cool to be that close with people to do that. I've got to stand outside in the pouring rain looking at a storm roll in over the island in the middle of the night with these people. Most precious experiences and moments of my life that are defining me, that will define me in a positive way. Not differently, definitely very differently than I've, the experiences of my past have defined me. Only in the sense that the experiences of the past that I let define me, I was attached to them. And that's why they defined me because I was attached to them. And when I didn't have them, I struggled with detaching. I struggled with just staying attached to the past. Once I learned to detach from my past experiences, then I learned, learned and grew from them. With these experiences that I'm having now, I'm attached to them only in the present. And as the moment passes, I accept that I'm, I, I detach from it. As each moment passes, for me, I must detach from it. I'm attached only to the presence. For if I'm attached to moments before, then I cannot fully be present. So if I'm attached to the event of watching the storm roll in, or sharing dinner with these people for the first time, or playing a game with them, a board game, a card game, then I'm focused on that and I'm not focused on the present. Those are great memories to carry and to hold and to recall, but I cannot be attached to them. And because of that, the moments I spend with them are they're more highlighted and more prominent and more profound than they might be if I was attached to them because then I'm holding on to one specific event and not experiencing the sequential events that come afterwards. <sighs> I feel like that's a lot. I'm getting very deep into the thinking aspect of all this, which is fine. But I just, I enjoy my presence with them. And I encourage anybody listening to find whatever fuels you, brings you comfort, gives you that sense of love, fills you with that sense of love to the point where you can give it back unconditionally. And once you can do that, just be present in that moment and appreciate it and do your best to not attach to it or let your human monkey brain get in the way of what's right in front of you, what's always been in front of you, what will be the only thing that's ever in front of you. Remove those thoughts. Embrace the now. Remember to be patient with yourself and others. But do your best to accept whatever feels right, whether that's within you or within them. We have to acknowledge and just do better for ourselves and for them. And from that, I've only found that I can grow even more, so you might find the same. Thank you for listening to another storytelling episode here. And... Yeah, maybe uh, if you hear this and 
you want to be a part of my family, just put your hand out there. Invite me to uh, to visit, to come see you. Invite yourself to wherever I am to spend time with me. We can live in our phones, behind a screen, isolated in our house, in our little bubble of friends and family that we know. Or we can put ourselves out there into the unknown and see what happens. And I know from my experience, the beauty that awaits there far exceeds any uncertainty that I might have prior to putting myself in those situations. So not trying to encourage anybody to take risks, unnecessary risks that they don't need to take or put themselves in extreme discomfort. But I know I thrive in discomfort. I know I grow from it. I know that that's what fuels me and that's what I seek and that's what I'm going to continue to search for in my life because it's all opportunity. I'm not seeking discomfort, but when it's there, I see it as an opportunity and that's what I go for. Like I said, reach out. Let me know if this resonates with you or if you want to connect or stay connected or reconnect, any of that. I'm open to it all. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate every one of you. Until next time, take care. (laughs) I guess until next time, if anybody's still listening, stay vigilant in your pursuit of purpose. Trust in the perfectness of where you are right now. Live with intention and be open to the power of new perspectives. See you all soon on Perspective of the People podcast.